This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Todd Spangler with Variety. Today, our guest is Rachel Giazza, EVP and head of U.S. content at Audible, where she oversees all content development, acquisition, and marketing for the premium audio storytelling platform. Now, Audible was founded all the way back in 1996. Uh, So it's a firstgeneration.com, really. It's two decades before the recent podcasting boom, uh, when its original mission was to redefine audiobooks and audio entertainment. Here we are more than 20 years later. uh, Amazon bought Audible in 2008, and today Audible hosts more than 675,000 audio programs from audiobook publishers top Hollywood talent, broadcasters, magazine, newspaper publishers, and other partners. Rachel, welcome to Strictly Business. Hi, Todd. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's really wonderful to be here, and that was a great overview of the company. Excited to go into a little bit more depth on those things as well. Yeah, it's a little bit meta here. It's a podcast about podcasting. (laughs) Um, So to kick things off, Rachel, tell us Uh, About your role at Audible, you've been with the company about three years now? Yep, about three years. Um, Time has flown by, but right now I currently oversee, as you mentioned, the teams responsible for U.S. and global content initiatives. A few interesting things to highlight around the team's organization that focuses on a trifecta of work that's really built to facilitate our ability to connect content to the right audiences. So we have a consumer-focused content team that is really working on understanding cultural trends, our customers' needs, and programming and curating that content to help aid in the discovery experience for our customers. They're also giving direct feedback in terms of what content we might want to be creating and acquiring. Then we have our Audible Studios team, which is overseen by one of our newest leaders, uh, Zola Mashariki. And this is a group of extremely talented creatives who are responsible for the creation of our Audible originals. 
We also have content marketing, as you mentioned, and this is a really interesting area of distinction for Audible in that we are really passionate about our marketing and really creating marketing that is as big as the story. So it's uh, not infrequent that you'll see billboards highlighting our content, but we're also working through doing some really unique partnerships that really help create a deeper immersion and connection to our content. So for example, with uh, Sandman, which was a big release for us this year, mm -hmm. we did a partnership with Bang Bang, the tattoo artist. And we actually created tattoos around the characters within Sandman, and then uh, created an environment where or fans could come and get these tattoos by some of the best tattoo artists in the world. And we saw that that really helped, I think, create new experiences around the content and really creates engaging ways to bring fans closer. Then, of course, we also have, you know, the deal and partnership teams, as well as strategy, planning and operations. Um, and we all come together collectively to think about that end to end experience of mm -hmm. how can we find and create amazing content and get that to the right audience. OK, uh, great. Well, thanks for that overview. Um, and, you know, to start off here, Audible is a little bit different from the other um, podcast production studios and networks out there. Right, most podcasts are available free, ad-supported basis. I mean, you're starting to see subscriptions, but Audible's model for um, originals and other audio content, it's geared around, it, it's already geared around subscriptions, a la carte sell through. You don't really have an advertising model, right? So what does that mean in terms of how Audible develops and produces content and acquires content differently versus some of the other players out there? Yeah, uh, it's super interesting question. Um, and in fact, we do have uh, an ad supported tier in India. So um, okay. I'll talk a little bit about where, you know, we're testing different models, but you're absolutely right. We approach content differently than other services. And I think some of the core of this is that there tends to be a polarity polarity in audio where something's either an audio book or a podcast. But in our case, the distinction for us is that we're really thinking about audio as a sector. And so certainly we have audiobooks and podcasts, but there's so, so many things that are in between and things that we're super excited about that really explore the entire space of audio. And in order to do that, right, um, we need to have models that really allow us to reach customers in different ways. You know, we have titles that are 30 hours long and uh, episodes that are 15 minutes. And so what we have is um, offerings for the consumer so that they can really kind of enter into our offering and how it makes sense for them. So our primary offering is plus, which is really driven by transaction and our credits. Um, this is really the right model for somebody who really likes to get those big, you know, new bestsellers, somebody who really wanted mm -hmm. Sandman when it first came out. Um, but we also have a plus catalog, which was launched in August of 2019. And this is a uh, unlimited listening catalog that includes exclusive podcasts, audiobooks, a lot of our originals are in there. And that really aids in discovery and allows people to 
maybe try parts of audio that they haven't experienced before, or perhaps somebody new to audio can go there and really get a good breadth of entertainment. So we are kind of reaching uh, audiences in different ways. And as I alluded to, um, in India, for example, we have a ad-supported tier. Um, so we're always looking at ways to test different models to reach audiences. I think as you open the conversation today, obviously there's a lot of really exciting things happening in the audio space. And so for us, it's important that we always continue to grow and evolve as you know the world around us evolves. So you can expect us to continue to you know, try different things, particularly as it relates to reaching audiences with okay. the right content. Oh, good. So when it comes to originals and exclusive acquisitions, in a nutshell, what is the organizing principle, right? What, what is it that makes an Audible original? Awesome. So that is another <laughs> wonderful question. Um, you know, I think it, a lot of people still really know Audible for being a third party audiobook distributor. The audiobooks, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the truth is, we've actually been creating co original content since our inception. Our initial move into audiobooks was really more as a way of creating meaningful supply of high quality storytelling to build out a for that portfolio of content that customers would find valuable. As you mentioned, you know, we were doing subscriptions well before that was a norm. And so it was really important that we had all of these high quality things that people would be willing to pay a subscription for. Uh, and audiobooks was just a great way to build that supply. But we've also been doing podcasts before they were even called podcasts. So we have mm -hmm. some early works that we've done with the likes of Ricky Gervais and Robin Williams. Um, our current original program really kicked off in 2016 with a handful of originals, and we've really been rapidly scaling since then. Okay. I mentioned a little bit about Audible Plus before, but with the launch of Audible Plus, it really blew open the, th the front door and has allowed us to create a space for a lot of innovation in audio and a lot of scale in terms of what we can provide in original content. You know, Audible has been around for a really long time, um, but one of the things that I think is amazing to talk about in terms of the throughput of audio, uh, Audible's history is that it's always been about high quality, highly produced, strong narrative stories that are married with professional performances. And you see that today, like that is continued throughout our entire 26 year journey. And certainly something that we're, we're really focused on moving into the future as well. So, you know, the current con con uh, content boom around podcasts, people are listening to this more than ever in podcasts as a format, as an idea, it's been around for a while, but it hit this hockey stick. You know, you can maybe trace it to Serial, right? Where that really was a zeitgeisty moment that kicked people into overdrive. This, you know, so we're seeing just a ton of uh, new podcast initiatives, um, investments from Spotify and, and Apple and others. I mean, is that um, is that a rising tide that has lifted your your boat? Yeah, I often uh, refer to the audio renaissance that we're in. <laughs> um, and certainly it's been really great 
in a couple different ways, certainly for uh, customers who I think there's just a more of a conversation around audio, more people trying it every single day. It's also been really great for creators who are now connecting to the format and really understanding, you know, what the format can be and how that format can really aid in their creative process. For us, it's really cemented our vision for the last 26 years, and it's allowed us to continue to create new things, but we're still in a space where it's just the beginning. And there's a lot of room for innovation. There's a lot of room for continued experimentation from what we're creating in audio, but also how customers are able to access and experience audio. So for me, this is just the beginning, even though we've already been doing it for (laughs) for such a long time. There's just so many new ways that it's just getting more and more exciting. Yeah. So backing up to something you said earlier, um, you do have an ad-supported tier in India. Um, are you looking to, to broaden that out into the U.S. or other markets? We're certainly looking at ways to continue to bring new customers to audio and open the funnel. One of the things I've been thinking about uh, just in reflection for this conversation and others is a little bit about my history and background. So I've been working in media for a long time. Uh, and a lot of my earlier time in media, I was really working on helping bring people to consume content that they've already consumed in less frictioned ways. So for example, at Yahoo, it was about moving people from print to digital. At Viacom, it was about moving people from linear to OTT. Spotify was really about moving people from downloads to streaming. Mm. One of the things I think is really interesting in the case of Audible and the case of audio and where we're creating is that we're creating a new medium. And there's so many people that have this opportunity to explore the space in new ways. So of course, we have such an amazing breadth of customers who have been audiobook listeners for so much time and people who have been listening to podcasts for a lot of time, but we're really able to introduce new things to them. A good example of this um, is one of our projects, The Coldest Case by James Patterson. This is a performance that was led by Aaron Paul and brought him back together with his Breaking Bad co-star, Kristen Ritter. It was also a 30-person ensemble cast. And this is new to a lot of our listeners who uh, maybe are listening to more traditional single narration audiobooks. And we saw them really engage in this. Mm. We also saw them expand kind of their awareness of what the audio format can be. And I think that's just beginning. And there's so much space for that, both from incorporating people who've maybe seen themselves more as podcasters or more as audiobook listeners. There's a lot of convergence in between those things. Yeah, interesting point. Uh, now you mentioned Aaron Paul. Um, you, you mentioned Neil Gaiman and the and the Sandman. Uh, uh, you've got uh, two seasons out now, and I guess there's a third one um, in the works. Yes. Yes, uh, wow. coming out in 2022. Okay, um, stay tuned. Um, but it does seem, you know, just looking at your slate, you've got a lot of high-profile personalities in the mix, and you've, um, in the last over the last year, you've been really ramping up 
deals, exclusive deals with Hollywood talent. One of the most recent ones, you've um, done a deal with Carrie Washington and her uh, Simpson Street production company uh, for three scripted originals. Um, maybe just tell us what's what's behind this strategy. I mean, is it you're looking for name brand folks from um, the traditional entertainment world to find new audiences on Audible, or maybe you can uh, just walk us through the thinking on this. Yeah, what we've really been focused on and what we care the most about is great talent, uh, great talent that has extraordinary storytelling. We have been, to your point, doing deals over the last couple of years with high profile, high impact, talent like Kerry Washington or Laura Dern or Kenya Barris, but we work with a vast audience of uh, talent. So we're working with renowned authors, award-winning actors, as you mentioned, household celebrities, but we're equally focused on emerging talent who are on the cusp of breaking out. We have what we liken to a department that's really focused on who are the people who are telling things that need to be heard and how do we help elevate those voices? So we're really home to differentiated content across all types of categories, voices and backgrounds. And that is something that really excites us and also, again, hits that throughput of something that we've really been focused on for many, many years. Certainly for me, working in this role, it's it's exciting because I'm working with talent that really does hit all of these different groups. Yeah. And when you unleash that type of talent into innovation, it's incredible to start to see how it evolves and how each person brings their own part to the program. And that to me is part of this puzzle that makes so much sense and makes it such an interesting space at the moment. Now, you, you mentioned a couple of names, but let me just rattle off the list of folks you're working with. Elizabeth Banks, Yo-Yo Ma, Lena Waithe, Queen Latifah. Uh, you mentioned Laura Dern and Kenya Barris, Conan O'Brien with Team Coco, Steph Curry, Charlemagne the God, Kevin Hart, uh, Spring Hill Company, which is uh, LeBron James' um, media firm. And um, it, it's uh, it's just kind of a who's who in a, in a way. I. I guess my question here is, what is your pitch to these folks when um, you go to them? What what is Audible offering, um, you know, to try to persuade them to come to do uh, an original production with Audible as opposed to some other platform or competitor? Well, as you know, creativity is very personal and it really does come from the source. So our underlying goal for any of the creators we are working with is to empower them and support them and encourage them to take risks, push boundaries of what storytelling can be. So many creators have so much opportunity. There's certainly things they're well known for, but there's also areas of passion and things that they're working through. And the goal is really to create, the goal is to create this environment where they feel that support and they have that ability, we are working on establishing long-term relationships that really create an environment of creativity, flexibility, and the focus on creating something really special. I think the exciting thing for them is that 
this is a place where there's a lot of opportunity. You know, we don't have to hit certain numerical benchmarks. We don't have to create to a format. We don't have to worry about the expense of creating a set and creating the world and making that true to the story. It really opens up a tremendous amount of creative freedom. Hmm. Um, I mean, are you competing on the level of, uh, you know, economics? In other words, are you, do you have a different um, financial proposition for talent as opposed to uh, some of your competitors maybe? I mean, are you offering more profit sharing or, or revenue sharing? Um, or is it that creative canvas that's, that's the main draw? I don't think it would ever just be one thing. Everybody has, you know, their different focus points and their different needs. And I think we are bespoke. And so part of it is really being able to meet creators where they are yeah. and help facilitate the needs that that particular creator has. So the conversation so we, starts with, hey, what is your vision for what you could do in an in, in audio only environment? Exactly. And then we also work with creators for such a long period of time that allows us to evolve together. Broadway video is a, a perfect example of this. As you know, we've been doing a lot of interesting things in the comedy space in particular, and they've been a partner of ours for quite some time. And in the early days, they were really interested in working in audio, but they didn't necessarily have all of the audio production expertise and all of those things. So for that partnership, we were able to work with them, help them with the development process and transitioning to audio, help with production. And over time, they've evolved to a point where they are creating amazing audio. They have their own in-house team. And in fact, they're now working with us and producing some of our content. So for example, they produce the coldest case, which has allowed them to do what they do best, obviously comedy, uh, but also expand their interest points, get them working in other spaces that are interesting to them. No one really works within the confines of a box. And so it's about opening up that box and meeting creators where they are. And certain things are gonna be more important to various creators. And it's that flexibility to meet them where they are and that partnership to allow us to grow together uh, and that trust within each other that's the most meaningful part. Creativity needs to have that, you know, that support and that freedom. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Broadway video. Um, one, of the, one of the fun uh, series that came out um, on Audible was Hot White Heist, this uh, sort of LGBTQ plus action comedy starring Bo and Yang, directed by Alan Cumming. Um, you, you all listening on the podcast can look it up, but it involves uh, stealing a sperm from a sperm bank, uh, confidential classified sperm bank of the most uh what high iq people in the world i don't know it's a it's a really really crazy story and it was one of our uh one of our uh picks for the year uh last year there was also there's hit job with kiki palmer and pete davidson um is is comedy in particular uh, you know a genre that you've focused on as something that's resonating definitely uh, the scripted space is exciting and comedy is definitely a point of distinction. 
our customers love it. And it does tend to fit to the audio format really, really well. And maybe this is a sign of the times, you know, we talked about meeting customers' needs. Um, People needed to escape, relax, maybe change their mood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we saw that the comedy portfolio really met them in a time where that felt like a really resonant thing. We also have noticed a few things, obviously, as we've uh, been working in the space, which is the cast and the comedy company behind the content do play key factors into people selecting the the content that they're going to consume. But there's also areas of particular interest um, at these these times, family dynamics, workplace environment stuff. Um, obviously, with Hit Job, that was a really fun take on that. Yeah. Politics, governmental themes. Um, and I guess not odd, but interestingly enough, people are looking for stuff that takes place in the past or the future, not so much now. And you mentioned Hot White Heist, and I think that was such a great title for the moment. And we really saw that one pop, you know, I mentioned our broad audience. We have so many different people connecting in the audio space, but that one really resonated with um, that 18 to 34 year old group part cast. How can you go wrong with Bowen Yang and Alan Cummings, but it's such a great way. And we did some really interesting stuff with that one. We uh, have a partnership with the Tribeca Festival and we screened that at the festival. And obviously transitioning to screening audio was some fun. And we actually did that by having um, a cast come out and we did a big drag event, which was an incredible amount of fun and such a great way to introduce that title. And it was really a a fun experience to be there and watch people connect and and see how that came to life. um, Yeah, comedy seems to be uh, doing well for you. You also, and maybe this is, um, you know, in in more of the traditional podcast uh, vein, but you've got a bunch of unscripted stuff from from uh, some high profile folks. Elizabeth Banks has uh, My Body, My Podcast, talking about uh, women's sexuality and issues in that. Got Deepak Chopra. Kevin Hart has this thing about uh, the decision overcoming today's BS for tomorrow's success. I mean, is this, um, you know, kind of filling out the lineup um, with the kinds of things that um, do well in the free podcast world? Yeah, we are definitely investing in both scripted and unscripted projects. We are always optimizing to respond to our customers' needs, trends, things that we're seeing. I mentioned, you know, our consumer uh, content team that's looking at this stuff and living and breathing it. But there's some areas that we're currently, you know, really focused on and doubling down in. Um, you mentioned Elizabeth Banks. Well-being is an uh, area that we're really interested in. Um, mm. It's kind of this concept of you, but better. And there's so many different voices and a myriad of experts that come together in a collection that really help people connect. So, for example, at a slate that's coming out right now, we have 
a music producer major who's produced uh, a number of really big hits and he's really into the frequency of music and how that frequency can really support yeah. you create better sleep and lower stress binary beats and so we have a project called major frequency coming out that explores that hmm. joins elizabeth banks joins some upcoming projects by Mel Robbins, who's an Audible fan favorite. Hmm. And we have Deepak Chopra, who went outside of his own box to create Living Outside of the Box, where typically he's been focused on mindfulness. But in this project, he really connected mindfulness to the body. And he worked with experts from, you know, yoga space and other places to talk about how to facilitate those things. So we have a collection of content that we're focused on in the well-being space mm. that brings all of these different elements together and really creates a robust area where if you want to meditate, we have that for you. If you want some self-dev, we have that for you. We have Kevin Hart doing self-dev. And then we have all of these really unique, unique areas in between to explore. Yeah, the the well-being stuff and self-improvement. I mean, maybe that's um, kind of in the pandemic moment as well, right? That's uh, people <laughs> looking definitely. to uh, take care of themselves. The, and, yeah. We definitely saw those trends as well. Um, so yeah. we are able with audio to respond to needs and trends quicker than some other formats. And so we endeavor to do that as we're thinking about our slates. Uh, and we have... Mm -hmm many other focus areas in addition to well-being cinematic storytelling is a big one mm. think heart racing edge of your seat much listen these tend to appeal pretty broadly they hit a lot of different customer groups some exciting projects to highlight uh, for the coming months and year we have a project with travis beecham called impact winter Mm. which is a post-apocalyptic vampire thriller set in the United Kingdom. Sure. And it focuses on the storyline of two sisters who are reckoning with this force and you know, working to save humanity. It's also coming with an amazing uh, production element where it creates this 3D audio experience. And it really makes you feel like you're immersed in the story. I was listening as I was walking the dog and there were a few times where I had to kind of turn around and make sure nobody was behind me. <laughs> um, it was a really fun way to explore. We also have the Miranda obsession coming. Oh, shit. Yeah. Rachel Brosnahan. Yeah, right? Rachel Brosnahan is performing and executive producing and super excited about it. It's a drama inspired by the story of Hollywood enigma, Miranda Grossvener. Mm -hmm. And these showcase a little bit of the variety in this concept of creating cinema, cinema storytelling. Yeah. The, this idea of like movies for your ears. I mean, some people are acting like this is a brand new thing, but this goes back to the DNA of Audible, of, of, of audiobooks, right? I mean, movie for your ears has been, uh, been around for, for a couple of decades. Certainly has. And you see us, well into franchises that support mm -hmm. that with things like the Sandman and um, a lot of fun works we've been doing with folks like Andy Weir. There's a lot of space there and the appetite from customers is voracious. And, and I was going to ask you, yeah, about the Sandman. Why did that resonate so well? And did you have data that showed this was going to 
the this was on the number one spot on the New York Times bestseller audio fiction list um, in the summer of 2020. Yeah, and that was for the second installment as well, which is even more exciting. We hit for both the first installment in 2020, as you mentioned, and the second installment last year in 2021. This, I think, goes back to the conversation we've been having about creators. Neil Gaiman was very involved. Uh, his support and guidance was there through the entire inception. Of course, the adaptation by Dirk Maggs was really important. And then the cast to bring it to life with folks like James McAvoy. This is a really big effort. You have this comic book that so many people have connected to for so long in their lives that seeing it come to life in other forms have to be able to manage through staying true to that story in which people have already constructed in their heads and help them take it further. And this is a really great area to showcase how audio can do that for people. And working with Dirk and Neil really got it to a place where this was something that represented how he had seen this and had how he had built this in his mind. Of course, it also didn't hurt that it was layered with really amazing sound elements, uh, production, music elements that really uh, brought the whole picture of it together and created this immersive experience. And then I mentioned before our marketing. With this title, we did a lot of innovative marketing and things that helped connect people. I mentioned the Bang Bang experience, but... Mm -hmm. We're also at Comic-Con. We are working with the talent to have them talk about their experience and how it connects, connecting directly with fans. These things help expand the world and give fans that connection earlier on. And, and it helped that there was a pretty big installed fan base, right? For the Sandman graphic novels. Definitely. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to the, you know, greenlighting a project, Right. What is the, um, you know, what pushes it over the top? Is it, you know, you're confident that, you know, this will serve as, um, you know, an acquisition um, vehicle for a certain number of people um, or, you know, you're projecting certain uh, sell through rate or something. What is it? A, is it gut instinct? Do you model out, um, you know, sales performance or customer acquisition targets, that kind of thing? So it has to start with gut. And that's where folks from the Audible Studios team who live and bring, breathe creativity play such an important role. And marrying that with the customer teams that know what customers are looking for and having that dialogue mm -hmm. has to start with gut and excitement from a creative standpoint and understanding what's coming before it's even come. That's where you hit the right inflection points and cultural moments. But there's also content that we create that meets a bunch of different needs. So I've talked about us scaling our original content. We're certainly scaling in big ways and we're not acquiring content all to do the same job. Right. Some content we do acquire because we think it has great acquisition awareness potential. 
We think it can bring audio to new customers or engage current customers in different ways. But we also create things that we know are going to be fan favorites, where there's just an insatiable appetite. I talked a little bit about, you know, our cinema, but there's other areas that always resonate. We have stuff like Take Me Away, Feel Good Fiction and Romance and Rom-Com. Our customers devour these things. So we're creating in that space and supporting things that our customers really enjoy. And then we're also innovating. So we're looking for things that are going to break the ground, break the mold and do new stuff. We have a title that we're working on right now called Breakthrough. It's the first of its kind audio singing competition. Mm. It's in partnership with At Will Media and the Chainsmokers. And it's just something that hasn't been done before. And we're bringing it to life and letting it grow and evolve and seeing what can happen when we allow just testing and flexibility and trying new stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you about um, new formats and genres, and and there's one. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. A couple others we're excited about. We have some more, we call them more artistic programs, things that we think do a good job of highlighting what the space can be. One of those being the theater space. Theaters obviously are amazing storytellers, and there's an opportunity to bring these stories to life in audio. Not everyone can go to Broadway or the West End to see a theater program. And so we can work with playwrights to help create projects that can reach broader audiences. Currently, we have a six-week live performance happening at Audible's Manila Lane Theater. So we do have a theater uh, in New York where Mm -hmm. we put on live performances. And we have uh, Eugene O'Neill's Long Day's Journey Into Night, Hmm. which will also be available in audio. And this is an exciting classic that we've done a vibrant and timely update, and it's being interpreted by Tony Award-nominated Robert O'Hare. We've also commissioned new works from 25 playwrights. Uh, 10 of those come from our Emerging Playwrights Fund, which is specifically focused on finding emerging voices in the theater space and helping them grow their audience and platform. But we've also released more than 40 theatrical projects to a global audience. It's a space that is exciting for us and is also exciting for our customers and also exciting for creators who are finding new avenues to reach their audiences. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. 
like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Let me shift the conversation here you know one trend that we've seen in um original audio content is um stuff getting adapted for tv and film um so what is the audible thinking about that what's on your slate of um intellectual property that um that are in the hopper maybe for you know um an adaptation um uh with a with uh, some kind of partner, maybe Prime Video, right, or, or Amazon Studios, which is a corporate cousin for you. Definitely, we've been doing some things with them ongoing over the last bit, but certainly more to come. We know there are some titles that just organically translate to screen adaptations, and there's some exciting opportunities for creators in that. Since we were just talking about the theater program. I could highlight a project we have, uh, Evil Eye, which came out through the theater program, uh, upstart playwright who created in the audio space just wonderfully. Um, It's a project that's about a woman uh, living in the U.S., talking to her family in India. And it's a bit of a thriller. It's uh, There's a lot of suspense, but it also talks about family and it utilized the audio space in such a magnetic way. It really popped for our audiences. It was then picked up by Blumhouse, uh, turned into a film and then um, distributed by Amazon. And for me, that's such a great connection to how the medium can really elevate those voices they're coming and breathe life into it. Another exciting one that uh, is a similar, but also creates new ways to think about it. We have a project called When You Finish Saving the World with Jesse Eisenberg, another fan favorite. Uh, it falls into the space of not a podcast, not an audio book, but a play for your ears. And the exciting thing about that is it was also an option for film. It's premiering at Sundance just next week. Mm. And the thing that's super interesting about it is it's not a straight adaptation. What he's done is use it as an opportunity to further explore some of the characters and build concrete or deeper storyline. So actually you can watch the film without have listened or listened without have watched the film, but the two things actually go to really, really well together and help expand and build the world around it. Very interesting. Um, So uh, we're just about at time. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, before you joined Audible um, in 2019, right? Um, 
you spent a little over five years at Spotify. What, what was your experience at Spotify? And, you know, how did that um, lead into what you're doing at Audible? Because I think you, you left Spotify before they really, um, really plowed into the podcast strategy. Yeah, it was early days. It's uh, six years, uh, such an exciting, fruitful experience that allowed me to really explore a lot of different spaces, understand the music space, uh, early thoughts on, on audio space as well. And as I mentioned before, for me, it was a continuation on that journey of how can you help people connect to entertainment that they love, but do it in that less frictioned way. And that to me is always an exciting way to think about that emergence of technology and content. And that's a space that for me personally has always been very exciting. In transitioning to Audible, there's a couple things that have really stood out and made the experience really interesting. At a high level, obviously, introducing this new medium to customers, like that is an area of entertainment that I just feel truly honored to be able to work on and lead as part of the industry. I don't think you get those many, that many experiences to do that in your career. And so I reflect on it and feel very uh, lucky that I get to do that. The other thing is really working with such a wide variety of creators. It's so inspiring to go from a meeting with one of the best playwrights in the world to somebody who's really prolific in the Hollywood space to an up and coming talent. That has been really wonderful experience. And it's all cemented by connecting to a lot of the people principles that drive Audible. And I'd be amiss not to mention them, but we're based in Newark, New Jersey. And a big part of that location is about giving back to the communities in which we serve. And so mostly what we've talked about today is a lot of the content that we're bringing out. But as much as we focus on the content, we also focus on how we can create impact and how we can be about more than what we create. And we're always building ways to build those connections. So for example, I have a project with Roz Baraka coming out, who, if you're unfamiliar, is the current mayor of Newark. And he's a super interesting guy and has an amazing background. And listening to him talk about the fact that he's building this agent for change and doing things in and around the Newark community that grow that being able to support that and being able to support those stories and bring them to life and be about the community. There's something just so incredibly valuable in that as part of being in the content space. And I am thrilled to be a part of it and thrilled to be a part of a company that that's just part of our day and day and part of our DNA. Who do you, going back to the Spotify um, question, I mean, who do you see as your your biggest competitor? I mean, is is it Spotify? Is it Apple? Is it uh, a, a number of players? It's everybody creating entertainment. It's there's so much out there, as you know, from yeah. film to TV to audio. You really have to cut through the noise to create something that 
hits a customer, you really have to bring value to their life. If you're not bringing value to them, it's not going to stick. And our day and date is to think about how can we create things that bring our creatives visions and imaginations to life while bringing real value to our customers. And that is in competition with me not listening to anything (laughs) while I do the dishes or walk the dog or finding something that makes that experience better and enhances that experience. We really think about our our way to make that impact with our customers. And that's what's most important to us. Well, good. Um, Rachel Giazza, thank you so much for joining us. One parting question. What is your favorite Audible original? (laughs) And I know that's like picking a favorite child or something, but for me, I'm looking forward to the next Sandman installment. Um, I don't know if you have a particular uh, favorite or a set of favorites. Well, of course, they're all my favorites, um, (laughs) but there are a couple of areas that for just fan fan me pop very excited about the well-being space for mm-hmm. so uh it's an area that just personal passion um i have my first waves of reiki so i can be a reiki practitioner i do a lot in the health and wellness sector i think there's a lot of things happening in that space certainly covid's made people more aware but there's a lot to unpack about how we can live better lives and how we can learn things. The simple act of putting on your headset at night and listening to some binary audio while you disconnect, there's something life-changing about that. And being able to work in that that area is a particular personal passion of mine. Excellent. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. Our guest today has been Rachel Giazza at Audible. And um, thank you for tuning in today. And um, come back to listen to more Strictly Business podcasts from Variety. Thank you very much, Todd, for having me. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff.